0: Hello everyone. Uh, I just want to take a minute before we get started to thank everyone that came out for the All Hallows Eve archery workshop. It was super fun. I think this is probably my fifth or sixth year doing it and each year it gets, I wouldn't say a little bit better, but maybe a little more fun because there's really nothing like shooting at a pumpkin. It feels really good. It's Cathartic. I thought archery, just archery alone was cathartic, but shooting at a pumpkin, dressing up, laughing and cheering each other on is, you know, it doesn't get much better than that. So thank you to everybody that came out and supported it. Keep your eyes open for more things like that. If you've been hesitant or you haven't been, you're not really sure um, or you can't afford uh just a normal workshop. I'm going to have things on the calendar. I'm going to have a queer archery workshop coming up that will be free to sliding scale or pay what you can. Um it's possible that very soon I'll have lots of different things like that that support different groups to be able to come with friends, maybe feel safer learning because they're with people that they know or you know, people that identify the same way, we just it's learning something feels good to learn it with other people that you can relate to that you can see yourself in. So keep your eyes on my calendar on my website for things coming up that are free or pay what you can. I mean, it's nice to get a little bit of money. If you're also out there going, hey, how can I support this? any money that comes to me that is to help somebody else gets used. I do a lot of free things because I'm very passionate about things being available to anybody that wants to do it because I've been there and I have had people reach a handout to me to do something or I felt like there was no way that I could do something because it costs something that was so far out of my realm of possibility, which at the time might have been 20 bucks. So I don't want money to stand in the way of somebody getting to do something that will help empower them, get them free in their body, and archery is one of those things. So keep an eye on my calendar. The easiest way to do that is to sign up for my email because everything will be in that email. And I usually do it, an email every month to two months to update everybody on what's going on. Okay, thank you. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Soul Care with me, Angie Fadal. My pronouns are she, they. I am on the unceded land of the Malala, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Multnomah, Wasco, Kalets, Cathlamet, Clackamas, Bands of Chinook, and many other tribes that made their home where I make my home along the Columbia River. It is indigenous. People's Month, if you're not aware of what that is or what you could do, um, just educate yourself. If you're in the United States, if you're in Canada, if you're in South America, get to know the land you're on. Get to know the people that inhabited and cared for that land and find ways to give back to make reparations, whatever you need to do to not just be a taker where you are, but be a participator and somebody looks for ways to give back. That's what this podcast is about. It's about a lot of things. (laughs) It's about emotional intelligence. It, you know, it's full of mindfulness and meditative techniques. It's about staying connected and in tune with ourselves as we look at hard things and as we grow. It's about anti-capitalism and it's about not being somebody that just goes through life sucking everything that they can out of it in a negative way. I want you to, you know, suck the morrow out of the bones of life in a good way. I don't want you or me to go through life consuming. I want us to see our relationship between, between our community, between nature, between other humans, to, between animals. I want us to be interconnected because that brings longevity to our world and to ourselves. If we, if we really look at our relationship with interconnectedness keeping that present in our minds I want to take us through something or a way of doing things that I've learned from Resmaa Meninikim who wrote uh, My Grandmother's Hands talked a lot about that book on here Um, I love that book and one of the things that he's so good at is giving us practices to do in our bodies and in my grandmother's hands one way he did that was at the end of every chapter but he took everybody through this way of approaching each chapter and that was to pay attention to signs in your body when you read something so in that book You know, if he's talking about white supremacy or the oppression of people or violence, how is that showing up in your body? Are you resisting it? Are you, you know, anxious about it? Are you clenching your jaw? What is it? And to pay attention to those things that your body shows you. I would call them tells, things that I have over the years started to develop a relationship of noticing when my jaw clenches, when my shoulders tighten, or when there's tension in the back of my head, or things like that. And I think as we build this awareness, we get more and more comfortable, or more and more observant with the tiny little ways our body says, ooh, you know, something's off here, or I want you to see this, so that we know what's going on with us. Well, in the book I'm reading by him now, which is very hard to read, um not not in the sense that it's complex, I mean it is, but it's more it's just hard to read because it's about surviving this political climate and what I won't get into it, but what might be coming. And one of the things he does in this book is he maps out quite a few very easy mindfulness things that you can try all throughout your day, multiple times a day. And so before we get into this podcast, I wanted to do it a little bit differently than I've done it before and... Usually when I do a meditation or some breath work on this podcast, I have us do it at the end. But I want you, wherever you're at, to be able to be calm and centered in your body before we start. Because I, my hope is that all of us, me included, can hear what is in it for us not something that's not for us because we don't need more shit that we have to do, but something that is uniquely for us if it's in there. And that our inner wisdom can grab onto that thing and know that it's true about us. Because I think sometimes it's very easy to grab onto the things that are not true about ourselves, that we've been told about us, that we're this or we're that, And usually those things are negative and very critical. And I'm hoping that, you know, it's an experiment like everything else. That if we try something different and that's doing a little bit of breathing and meditation before we start. That maybe it will put us into a place where we can hear some of the beautiful things about us. So wherever you're at whether you're walking whether you're in the car please don't close your eyes while you're driving but maybe you could pull over to the side of the road i don't want you to be unsafe maybe if you're in a, in the house and you're you know there's chaos all around you kids dogs everybody running screaming needing your attention you could go to the bathroom you could take a shower you could go to your room and shut the door if that's not an option for you, if maybe you are doing the dishes or cooking dinner, you could say, hey, I'm gonna be in the kitchen for a little bit and I need some some me time. I need some time where I could just focus on dinner. Who knows if that'll work out the way, way you want. If it doesn't, roll with whatever comes. But get yourself into a place as best as you can to receive whatever your body and your wisdom and your inner voice is gonna give you. Hopefully you're in that place. I'm in my dining room, AKA my, or maybe AKA, (laughs) reverse it. I'm in my office, AKA my dining room because it gets the best reception in the house. And it is possible that during this practice, my dogs are gonna go crazy because somebody's gonna walk by our house. There are things that will happen. And I'm gonna do my best to stay present with whatever it happens. Because that's real life is we are most of us do not get special, you know, meditation rooms or silent ret- retreats that we can go to. Most of us have to practice these things on the fly as best as we can. And that's what we're doing right now. So I would like you, if you're walking, to notice your feet on the floor. If you are sitting in a chair, put your feet on the floor. If you're laying in bed, feel your body against your mattress or on the couch or wherever you are. If it's safe for you, close your eyes. If you're not somebody that likes to have your your eyes closed, then keep them like halfway open while you're walking. (laughs) I don't know what's safest for you. Do whatever's safest for you. But I want you to feel your feet on the floor or on the bed. And I want you to begin to take a few deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Continue to breathe. Feel your feet on the floor or your body on the mattress. Feel the air going in through your nostrils and out through your mouth. Notice, is the air cold when you breathe in? Is it warm when you breathe out? Notice the rise and fall of your chest and your shoulders. Where are your hands? What are your hands touching? Is it fabric? Is it the air around them? Is it rough or smooth, silky, soft? Is it cool or warm? (sighs) Just notice. The rest of your body doing is it still I notice that I'm rocking back and forth just slowly and with that my hands are rubbing the top of my thighs through my jeans so it feels soft but I can feel the texture And it feels sort of like the rocking is like holding myself. It feels relaxing, like I'm in a hammock or floating on a air mattress on the water, on a smooth surface that just has a little bit of movement, a little wave to it. What does your body feel like? Can you imagine letting the stress of today go? Just for this time, the things that need to be done, the things distracting you My dogs, can you let those things go? And just for right now, be present. (sighs) Can you let your response to somebody go that didn't come out the way you wanted, was harsher or nicer? than you planned. Maybe that wasn't clear and kind. Can you let that go? Can you let go the lack of response from somebody that you were waiting to hear from? Can you let somebody's response to you that was negative go? Just for now, the acuteness, can you let it go? Can you let go in this moment for a second, the fear go? Can you let go in this moment for a second, the anxiety go? Can you let go for a moment, for a second, the depression go? Can you let go for this moment, for a second, the stress go? Can you let go for a moment, in the second, for a second, fill in the blank? go, continue to breathe, and as you breathe, I want you to move your shoulders up and down, forward and back, now reverse it, back and forward, Up, forward. It's like you're rowing a boat. Up and down. Take a few more deep cleansing breaths. And whenever you're ready, open your eyes. Return to wherever you're at. Kind of reacquaint yourself. It's not like you haven't been there, but you've been hopefully slightly checked out for a minute and relaxed. (sighs) Meet me back right here where we're at. I know it shouldn't be a mystery to me at this point, but I am often very surprised with how relaxed I feel after just doing a few minutes of breathing, moving my shoulders, and kind of noticing where I'm at. Like, I feel really relaxed right now. And if you don't, that's, that's okay, it's a practice. That's why I said in this moment for a second, Because I'm not going to pretend that, you know, in an hour, I won't feel anxious or I won't pick up somebody else's pain, heartache, anxiety, you know, whatever. Because I tend to sometimes be a sponge that I have to constantly kind of squeeze out that sponge and make room for myself. So just like anything else... Meditation, awareness, body scans, breath work, mantras, it takes time. And if you can do 30 seconds of something, 20 seconds of something, 10 seconds of something, you have to start somewhere. You know, when I first started, I could not imagine being able to do three minutes. And I built up the muscle of being able to do more. Now, you know, just in my own spiritual direction, um, appointment with my spiritual director just this week, she was leading me through a body scan, breath work with a touch of visualization. That's a very hard word. And I kind of was all over the place. And it kept, I kept, Bringing myself back and letting the thought go and I'm just going to let it dissipate for right now and bring myself back to the moment. So it can be different just like, you know, any good yoga teacher will tell you that your capabilities of balancing can be different from every given day. It's not the same every day. You know, maybe some days you are very good at balancing and then some days everything's off or some days you really have your right side and then some days you have your left side or, you know, it's just different every day. And so being kind to ourselves in the process of that. And that brings me to what I want to talk about today. And what I want to talk about is, I hope I can, I hope I can do it justice. I'll lead with that. Because it's something that is pretty important to me. And I think it's going to be different for every person. So I'm going to say it and then I'm going to unpack it. So hopefully it makes sense to you and you can put your own spin on it. Okay? Hopefully that makes sense. So one of the things that I've been thinking about today and yesterday is this idea of who I am at the core of myself. And I know I've talked about this a lot. But one of the things I was taught to shame from a very young age was this compassion in me. It was called sensitivity. You know, you're you're too sensitive. You're oversensitive. And this other thing in me that's a love of all things. And I'm not gonna even pretend that I don't have people that I can't stand or that I find it easy to forgive all the time or that I don't hold resentments. Those are all things I'm working on. But I, I want to also hold this spot where there is a loving and forgiving and gentle person inside of me that for whatever reason, from a very young age, I was taught to shame that part of me. So if you can still yourself for a second and think about you now or as a child, is there something that was like a superpower to you? So for me, I think my empathy was a superpower my sensitivity to other people, my love of just anybody, you know, crying over something that I hadn't learned to harden myself to yet. I believe that's my superpower. But like kryptonite, my family was my kryptonite because to them, it was a weakness. And it wasn't even, I wasn't even taught to, hate it in the sense like, you need to toughen up because the world is a hard place. And if you don't learn to toughen up, you're going to be devoured by the world. I think that also would have been shitty. But I wasn't taught it like, this is a beautiful thing that's inside of you. And still you need to toughen up, which would have been shitty. But I would have at least gone, oh, they appreciate this thing in me that is loving. Hopefully, if you haven't thought of something, a really good way to get in touch with these parts is to sit in silence with yourself, do some breathing, and ask your inner wisdom what is this thing that was shut down in me that I was taught to abhor, hate, be ashamed of, hide? You know, maybe it was your curiosity. Maybe it was your, um, you know, that playfulness part of you. Maybe it was, I mean, I don't know. There's so many ways that we as children are taught to shame the things that I think are, you know, some of our biggest assets. And so I was sitting with this, and recently somebody asked me about my child self and how I am in the world or how I was in the world. And, and I said, you know, I think my true nature, and I can't speak for everybody else, I just my true nature is loving, where maybe when I was younger it was unboundaried. And as an adult, I've learned to put boundaries up that actually protect me and probably other people too. But it was loving. And in those in those interactions, I have been deeply wounded by people and rejected by people and betrayed by people. So it doesn't exist in this whimsical, you know, uh, emotional tele- intelligence version of the movie Enchanted. <laughs> it is. I have been deeply wounded by others, because of this, the intensity of my love. Which I'm not going to unpack. All of the stuff about about all of that. I just what I want to talk about today is that thing inside of you, that you were taught to shame that could be, you know, uh, one of your greatest treasures, your superpower. And when this person asked me about my childhood, you know, it worked really well in my family to have this kind of personality that was like, you know, baking cookies. (laughs) Even saying it just feels so silly. You know, magical thinking. I've talked about this before, like, Picking flowers with the bonnet on and, you know, that, you know, that is part of who I am. And I've shown the picture on here. So if you want to go back and if you see a picture of a little girl, you can listen to that episode. Um, But when they asked me that, one of the things that I can say now about this part of myself that I was taught to to be ashamed of and I'm not at all, well, maybe there's residue, but I don't think I'm ashamed of it anymore, is even though I have been deeply wounded and betrayed because of this part of me, especially by the people that were supposed to love me the most, my parents and my siblings, not all my siblings, but I think it was a liability to my siblings Because of that, it's probably caused me my greatest wounds. So this thing that now I can see is my superpower or a gift that I wouldn't trade for all of the money, all of the money in the world, all of the security, all the safety, I would not trade it, is also the thing that has caused me my deepest wound. And I don't regret it. I would go back and do it all over again, hopefully with more boundaries. (laughs) And I think that that's this, that's why I wanted to start with the meditation. I wanted you to be able to be in this moment with yourself, to kind of hold who you are now and hold the child and welcome that superpower, that asset back into yourself and let it have air and sun and water and light and everything that it needs to be the part of you that it's supposed to be. Because people say shitty things. People do shitty things. And often the shitty things that people do, whether intentioned or not intentioned, still wound People can have the best intentions, but intentions don't mean shit if they wound. And those wounds, especially if it's the people that we trust the most, leave a mark. And I want us to be able to get to the place where that mark is a well healed scar that we can look at and go, Yes, that was painful. I don't know if I choose to do it again, but if I didn't do it, would I be who I am? Would my heart have expanded like the Grinch? I want my heart to expand more and more. I want to be driving in the car and feel for that person spanging change. I don't want to be able to look past it even though it gets overwhelming. I want to be able to feel what I need to feel because that's part of my superpower. Whatever yours is, the ability to have joy in the hardest situations or find joy or find hope, that's a superpower. To have that person that's not like doing that bullshitty thing where they're trying to make everything okay and happy that's not okay and happy and that needs to be grieved and felt, but that person that can sit with us in our dark pain, the depths of our grief, and help us with hope. Like not say, oh, here's how you're gonna find hope, Angie, because I my superpower is hope, but sit with me and let that radiation, that's not the right word, Let that hope radiate off them. Because I imagine, just like calm, as Resma says in my grandmother's hands, we can carry calm with us. We can calm our bodies, calm ourselves, and bring that calm everywhere we go. We can bring it into the chaos of Christmas. We can bring it into the terrible nature around Thanksgiving and find a way to do good. We can take it into the elections. We can take it into the ballot box because it's election time in the United States right now and it's fraught. And it doesn't mean elections, it's going to make the elections turn out like we want. It means that we can bring that calm into those places. And I think we can bring hope into those places. I think we can bring curiosity, if that's our superpower, into those places. I think. We can bring love into those places. I think we can see people. If you have the gift of seeing people, you can bring that into those places. How many people are, have just never been seen by another human being? I can't imagine that. For all of the trauma that I have, I have been seen and I have been held. Could I have used more? Absolutely but I have had it. I've experienced it. I'm not in a desert of not being understood. If you're somebody that can hear somebody and hold them in that space, that is your superpower. I'm not saying you just have one. I think probably most of us have multiple superpowers. Probably we have ones that we're really good at. And it's re-embracing those. It's experimenting with when you go on your walk tomorrow. You're going to bring that with you before you leave your house. You're going to go, okay, I have love. I have hope. I have curiosity. I'm bringing that with me on my walk and at different points on your walk or your drive to work, you're going to pause at a stoplight or while you're moving, but pause inside yourself. And remember, I have love. I have hope. I have curiosity. I can see you. You're going to put money in your car and you're going to see every person that lives outside that needs to be seen because that is your superpower. And just because somebody could not handle your beauty, your magic, does not mean that that is not magic. And that's not beauty. It just means that the people that were supposed to nurture that, breathe on it, you know, encourage it to grow, water it, give it light, didn't do their job. And that doesn't mean that you can't turn around and do it for yourself. And do it for somebody else. I see this thing in you. Like today, this is so silly, but I'm realizing I did it. I walked into... um Ace is the place for the helpful hardware folks. It's a hardware store because I needed to get these giant containers that soak up the moisture in your house because that's what I'm dealing with. And I walked in and this woman at the register, probably in her 50s, probably my age, looked at me while she was helping somebody else you know, waiting for the transaction to go through. She was like, hey, do you need help? And I was like, yes, I need this. And she said, it's on IL-18. And I went and went to IL-18, got it exactly where she said it was, came back, was waiting in line. Another guy came in. Nobody else was around, so she was just like, hey, can I help you find it? She helped him. She was like, every woman knows most women can multitask. She was multitasking the hell out of Ace Hardware. And, you know, making sure that people got their discounts if they were a veteran or if they were, you know, over 60. She was making sure, like, she was holding so many things at the same time. I thought I could talk through that, but I couldn't. You know, she's she's just doing her job. She's being friendly. She's being kind. And, you know, she was asking me the same questions. Do you do you need any of these discounts? And we were talking, and I was like, no, but I wish I didn't have to buy this moisture-wicking stuff for my house. And she was like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Anyway, I looked at her. I made eye contact. Little caveat. I was able to do it because I had spent some time in the morning just centering myself before I went out and did all the stuff I had to do today. And it helped. I don't always notice. It doesn't always help in a way that I'm aware of it. But I had the space and the capacity to go, you know what, you are good at your job. And she was like, thank you. Would you get on the internet and give me a review? People ask you to do that all the time. I think it does matter to them. So later today, I'm going to give Lindsay a review. Because she was good at her job. And I want to be somebody that moves in the world and speaks that out. Because we all need to hear what we're good at, we all need to be reminded of our true nature, especially if we are people that are living in environments right now that do not remind us of that, if we're in oppressive jobs, if we have a you know a partner that's a shit, whatever you fill in the blank of that, if we are overwhelmed in our bodies, if our mental health is not in a good place, if we are not getting the care that we need. It is hard to do that. So I'm not gonna pretend it's easy to do that or that I can do that every day. I'm saying today I could, and I'm excited that I could today. I'm excited that last week I remembered to take my money in my money jar, grab those dollars, put them in my pocket, not in my pocket, my metaphorical pocket, my car, so that when I'm driving around, I don't have to feel upset that I forgot the money, that it's there, and I don't give it to every person I see. I try to focus on giving money to women, trans people, and listen to my inner voice if I'm supposed to do it. And today I could do that because I had... Last week, put that cash in my car. Whatever comes to your mind, approach it with curiosity and practice doing it. Because I think as you practice doing these things that remind you of who you are, it just expands in you. It expands and expands. Your heart grows because there's no point where that thing can get too big, where you're just going to be too joyful, where you're just going to be too hopeful. Or you're just going to be too loving. Because in that are boundaries. I'm not going to go out and hug a weird stranger. Like, I have internal boundaries that are like, listen, how does this feel? Does this feel safe? If I'm not sure, I'm not going to do it. I'm only going to do what my inner voice tells me to do. Or what I feel safe doing. Whatever is boundaryed, Like, this is not... Me saying, hey, go out and be unsafe. This is me saying, take care of yourself and listen. Because as you listen to your real you, it will expand. And it just will get bigger and bigger and bigger. Thank you for listening. I love you. Remember who you are. You are worth knowing. You are worth loving. You are worth being in this world. Have a good week take care of yourself nurture that that superpower inside of you